1: Let's roll, baby. It's a Monday edition of East Coast Bias as we wrap up week nine in the NFL. We get you ready for Monday Night Football with the L.A. Chargers and the New York Jets. And we put a nice little bow on what we saw over the course of the weekend. We have Raheem Palmer, Joe House, just truly John J. Stremski. And and you know, Raheem, the Spider-Man meme. You've seen it. It's a good one. I, I, I use it a lot. I feel like you and I could be doing the Spider-Man meme today for our two particular teams, the Dallas Cowboys and the Miami Dolphins, because I think the Dallas Cowboys and the Miami Dolphins are playoff teams. I think they're good football teams. But as far as being on that top level, different reasons, obviously, for each But you saw on Sunday from Miami against Kansas City, once again, their offense does not do it against the top flight opponent. And for your team, the Cowboys, even though Dak Prescott played really well, it's the little things. Stepping out of bounds on the two-point play, you know, some indecisiveness within the pocket, some some bad decision-making and whatnot that ends up being the difference in winning and losing against the Philadelphia Eagles. So Raheem, This is where I got to start. Are you
3: feeling that Spider-Man meme with the Dolphins and the Cowboys today? Because I am. I'm definitely feeling that Spider-Man meme. When you look at the Miami Dolphins, it just felt like that game was there for them. This is a team who they have struggled against top-tier defenses. Like I said before, 10 points against the Philadelphia Eagles, 20 points against the Buffalo Bills. 14 points yesterday, and they gave up uh, a fumble return, touchdown, and they still had a chance to win that game. That third down play, you had a guy wide open and it slips out of two his hands. So they had every opportunity to win that game and, and despite struggling offensively for most of the game and they still lost it. You look at the Dallas Cowboys. That was about as disappointing of a, of a loss that I've ever seen because Philadelphia, they laid that game for them on a silver platter. I mean, you're talking about a team who had... Three penalties that allowed them to drive the length of the field, and they had the ball on the six yard line. And you got the ball on the six yard line. You have a false start. You have a a, a sack, and then it, it it just it just was so frustrating. Um, one thing I want to add, I think you can add the Buffalo Bills to that mix as a Spider Man team as well because they're equally as fraudulent. I mean, these are three teams who, whenever they step up in competition, they just can't get it done.
1: And House, I think it's important to kind of differentiate. These are all good teams, right? Like, I, I'm not trying to disparage the Dolphins or the Cowboys or Raheem wants to throw the Bills in there. They're all teams that could make the playoffs. I think they're all teams that could go and win a playoff game. But I think you saw on Sunday why, I think at least for now, they're a slight notch below the Eagles and the Chiefs and the Niners and the Bengals and the Ravens, the teams that, Or in that like Super Bowl conversation.
4: The teams we just mentioned are kind of in that second tier, if that makes sense. I'm so glad that you qualified it with that, you know, at least for now, time element, because I'm here to tell you guys, I was super impressed by both teams. I think both teams have a ceiling that has not been realized. And the margin of difference between the Chiefs and the Dolphins and the Cowboys and the Eagles is razor thin. And if you asked me which team do I think has a slight advantage as the season plays out, who do I think, you know, whose ceiling is, is a tiny bit higher, I honestly would choose the Dolphins. And the reason is because that defense, I think, and we talked about it over the course of the day yesterday, watching them up against the Chiefs. Now, this, this, this Chiefs team, has kind of flipped the script. It is now a defense-first team, and we're still sort of getting accustomed to that with the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, my my guy Mahomes said it's the best defense he's ever played with. You know, on his side, I don't think that's hyperbole. I think he's right about that. But I I really think that this Dolphins team um, is very very close to making a leap. And the thing that you know you have to remember. This 17-game season is a gosh-darn marathon. It is. We're, we're barely at the halfway point, and to have these kind of referendum games out of the Eagles, I mean, out of the Cowboys and, and, and the Dolphins, and for them to be where they are and show all of their, their potential, I mean, the only difference between the Eagles and the Cowboys yesterday was about six tiny moments. Six tiny decisions, six tiny, you know, uh, lack of, of discipline, lack of attention. Now, Mike McCarthy hasn't shown an enormous capacity to cure those things, but it's the best in that regard that I've seen Dallas. They committed, you know, uh, fewer penalties, fewer self-defeating things. They still got in their own way. Ultimately, you know, it was a snatch defeat from the jaws of victory kind of situation for the Cowboys. But I honestly was impressed by by both teams and I think it's worth looking at the Super Bowl market right now and getting speculative a little bit dream.
3: You're just not going to get there, are you? So I agree with you. I like I thought I I thought the way the Cowboys played yesterday was extremely impressive. But it's just like you said, how can you trust Mike, Mike McCarthy? You just you just can't. Like it just like they had that game on a silver clatter. Like, I, I just don't know how you're going to get like, like the Cowboys have first and go from the six false start, sack, incompletion, delay of game. Went back completion. 20 yards.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Lost like, 20
3: yards to not win that game. It's it speaks to the Cowboys experience in this era. And I just don't know if that's going to change. Now, I think from a mathematical standpoint, you're right. Getting 11-1 to on this Cowboys team with the way the NFC looks so weak, I think it's a, it's a good price. So I agree with you, House. But i am just, it's one of those things that has value that I'm having trouble believing is actually going to happen. And it could be just me as a Cowboys fan.
1: Well, Mr. House, once again, your wisest wager comes through with the Cincinnati Bengals. And the Bengals, kind of, to use your terminology, I I know you like this one, they play with their food a little bit against the Buffalo Bills for a good majority of this game. They scored on the opening possession. It felt like they had about, like, four or five opportunities to go for the kill shot. They didn't. They fooled around with the game, but when they needed to make big plays, they were able to make big plays. And now Cincinnati, because of the fact that Joe Burrow's running around and he looks 100% right, They're back to be in Cincinnati. I don't think there's any question. But if we're going to look at another team of the week, once again, House, the Baltimore Ravens put on a show, and I loved them yesterday. The biggest regret I have of Sunday, guys, is that my wisest wager was between Baltimore and the Chargers, and now I got to sweat out Monday night when I had the Ravens, which was a layup in the bag. Dude, that offense, that defense, they're humming. And I'll make the case, if we're talking House MVP, if I had to vote right here, and right now, Lamar Jackson would get my MVP vote. That's what I would vote for.
4: You know what's funny? I don't even think he. I think he's third, maybe. I don't. I I know Mahomes is still uh, number one, and I think Hertz is still ahead of, of Lamar. But I love the case that you're making. It is, you know, we we have uh, come on this East Coast bias show. To have a kind of mind meld. I think all three of us absolutely loved Baltimore yesterday, and yet none of us fired on it. Now well, I did. On-
1: Hold on. Discoin okay. I yeah, did yeah, yeah. fire on it. On I the just, betting ticket. I didn't I did. I put my money on it, but I didn't right. I didn't give it out on the show other than the stupid tease. Like it should have been a wisest wager. You're right. Right. Right.
4: Yes. And 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 we try not to do, you know, too many of the same wisest wagers. But, you know, as we were talking that one through, I can't remember what angle. Oh, I had Baltimore as, you know, the potentially the highest scoring team. I, I, that was my FanDuel special play of the week. And it went according to the script that I kind of imagined, which was going out against another one of these NFC pretender teams and throttling them. It was exactly the same kind of approach as what happened with Detroit. Now, they won in a very different way. Which, which really is impressive to me. They ran, 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 ran the ball down the Seahawks' throat. I thought that they were going to expose what I regard as a, as a somewhat fraudulent Seahawks secondary. They didn't need to do it because they just ran for 300 yards. Um, but that is so impressive that they're showing us they can win multiple ways. Um, it'll be a great test this coming week to see the Ravens home against the Browns, you know, that, that interdivisional knockdown dirty AFC North, kind of kind of battle. This is a real good test of character, test of the moment, I think, dream.
3: Oh, yeah, it's definitely a test of a moment. And I'm I'm just disappointed in myself because I think last week on East Coast Bias, one of our look ahead lines was the Ravens minus five and a half. My model had this at around eight, and I still didn't play it. Um, I just think I got scared off by that Seattle defense, thought that maybe maybe they would keep it close, but I'm disappointed in myself. But I mean, for next week against the Cleveland Browns, um, you're looking at a total of 38 and a half. This line opened at five and a half. We're already seeing sixes in the market, so there's t- sharp money on the Ravens here um, I think with this total being so low you're probably going to have an appetite for the Browns should this get to the key number of seven
1: guys I wanted to run this at you because we talked about Cincinnati and grabbing Super Bowl number uh, it was at 28 to 1 then it was at like 25 to 1 even as of last week I think we saw it at 17 or 18 to 1 and we talked about it here on East Coast bias if you look at the odds on FanDuel win the Super Bowl Kansas City, the favorite, plus 490. Philadelphia, 500. San Fran, 600. All right, no surprise there. Baltimore has moved up the ranks. They're at plus 850. Then you get in the 10 to 1 category. Dallas, 11 to 1. Miami, 12 to 1. Cincinnati, 14 to 1. So they've moved. Detroit and Buffalo at 15 to 1. Raheem, this one surprises me still. Jacksonville with their record, Jacksonville in their division. Are you surprised they're still putting 20-1s to out there with the Jaguars? Because I am.
3: Yes, yeah, it's, it's very surprising. Um, but I think that could change this week. I mean, they're taking on the San Francisco 49ers this week. And for whatever reason, the market still doesn't really respect them because they're three-point underdogs at home. So should they perform in this spot? we're going to see some changes to that. So, um this may be the last week that you see the Jaguars at 20 to 1, but um it depends on how if they win this game because this is the spot where you get to see if they're for real. Yeah, I
4: think if if you um believe that that Jacksonville defense, what they showed over the previous 5 weeks, the two very impressive wins uh in London and then backing that up with consecutive wins on their uh return if you believe that defense um, is is capable of sustaining what they showed over that stretch, then right now is the time to go ahead and fire on that ticket. And because the dream, dreams right, e- even if they lose that San Francisco game, if they're competitive and it comes down to the end, that number's going gonna, gonna change. I also would definitely encourage everybody. Go grab a Cincinnati ticket. 14 to 1. There's Cincinnati still good behind. value on that. I'm it's totally, still good value. Are you kidding? Absolutely.
1: I'm totally with you there, House. And listen, I'm already invested at I think 23 to one. And I think I grabbed a little more at 17 to one. They got Coach Lou drawing up the defense. They got Joe Burrow, who's all the way back. They know how to win games in the month of January. Like I look at it from my Dolphin fan perspective, right? I would be scared shitless if the Bengals were coming into my building. I would. Like, if there is one team I want no part of playing in the playoffs, I do not want to see Cincinnati. And that's the thing. Like, how's there a team that if they're a wild card and they're a five seed, I don't look at it and say, oh, they they can't win. They could go to Kansas City and win. They did it a few years ago. They won in Buffalo last year. They could have won in Kansas City last year. Like, they could win road playoff games. I don't care about that.
4: Oh, for sure. I I mean, you know, whoever that four seed is, because I think the five seed probably is about where uh, Cincinnati might end up. They still have a super duper tough schedule ahead of them. But as you look at their schedule now with the way that they're playing, they're like, oh, this schedule is now starting to feel a little bit easier. Even though when I looked at it three weeks ago, it looked impossible. Well, now they're going out there and kicking ass and taking names the way that we've seen them, you know, in this sort of run. And, you know, to, to the point about, Last night's game, I mean, you don't, you don't expect, you know, Jamar Chase to drop touchdowns. You don't expect Joe Burrow to miss him when he's wide open by five yards. Like, that's stuff that, that's curable. But they are scary, to your, to your point. And, you know, for, for sure, they're, they're loaded. You don't, you, you don't want to see them uh, come playoff time under any circumstances. When we come back, boys, we'll preview the Monday
1: night game. We'll have some look ahead lines for the NFL. But before we get to Chargers and Jets, I have two to make the playoffs bets. I'm going to give both of them to you, and I'm going to tell you which one I'd rather bet at this particular point in time. We'll see if the fellas and I are aligned on this. That's coming up.
2: This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com.
0: Get your oil change, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. This episode is brought to you by 20th Century Studios, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. As a ruthless king builds his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike. Kingdom and the Planet of the Apes. Enter the Kingdom in IMAX this Friday and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now.
1: All right, so we got a Monday night game. We'll get to that in a moment. And this might be a little spoiler, potentially, to what you might think is going to happen in this Monday night game. But I was having some fun, guys. I was looking at odds to make the playoffs. FanDuel has these up. They kind of repurpose them and they reboot them on Monday morning. So I was like, all right, let me take a little gander. The Chargers... The up-and-down, topsy-turvy, poorly coached, overrated L.A. Chargers are plus 184 at the moment to make the playoffs. The New York Jets, who have a winning record, but their quarterback is Zach Wilson. Their head coach is Robert Sella. Uh, They are plus 225 to make the playoffs. Raheem and I got that at a better number a few weeks ago, but as of right now, they're a plus 225. There's a third team I want to throw in there because they're a lot of fun. C.J. Stroud, who is playing out of his freaking mind for the Houston Texans, although I'm sick to my stomach because I laid two and a half, as did Raheem. My condolences, bro. That's as bad as it gets, losing a kicker and not kicking the extra point at the end of the game. I I was right there with you. I bet the game I was sick to my stomach. But anyway, the Houston Texans are at plus 260 to make the playoffs. So, House, if you were to throw a wager on one of those three, any option you'd like at plus money, Texans, plus 260. Jets, plus 225. Chargers, plus
4: 184. Which one do we like the best? For me, it's the Jets. And the reason is because they survived the first part of this schedule, which, you know, by every indication when we were looking at it um, at the beginning of the season was going to make or, or break. Now, they've also survived miraculously it seems the aaron rodgers uh injury i would play the jets because they still have the following teams on their schedule they have the raiders they have the falcons there will be uh perhaps playoff implication games they play the texans now they they're home against the texans on december the 10th and that might determine a playoff spot but they also still have My, my C words on Christmas Eve and they end the season with the new England Patriots. If that is to determine whether or not the jets make the playoffs. I mean, that, that, that's a a pretty good spot. So I I prefer that gets the jets potentially to that nine win threshold, which I think is an absolute bare minimum for a team to get into the uh, playoffs from the AFC this year. So that, that's my play. I, I prefer the jets out of those three
3: teams. Raheem. I'm going to say none of them for right now. And the reason why is because I think they're all in a, in a really tough position. Um, You're looking at the New York Jets. Look at their schedule. The schedule is brutal. They got the Chargers. They got the Bills. They got the Dolphins. They got the Falcons. Uh, You got the, the Texans, the Dolphins again. You got the Commanders who could be looking for a playoff spot. And they close the season with the Browns and then the Patriots. And the, the Patriots, I mean, they're not... They're not a team who you you would expect to do anything, but that's still a divisional game on the road. So that's a tough schedule. You look at the Texans. The Texans right now, they can't stop anybody. And their pass defense is, is, is bottom 10 in the league right now. And that is a real concern. You look at yesterday, a lot of people were going to talk about the gut punch of them not kicking the extra point. But the real issue was that, their defense couldn't get off the field. You had a 3rd and 23 and you give up that with the game on the line. So, you know, I think their 23rd and drop back EPA, their their 22nd and drop back success rate. So, against teams who can throw the ball like the Cincinnati Bengals this week who they do play, that is a game that they're probably going to lose. They have no chance of stopping Joe Burrow and and Jamal Church Chase. And just as just as a teaser, I would I like that over. 46 and a half. Um, it's 46 and a half right now. It's probably going to go up. I will play the over because CJ Stroud is throwing the ball really well. And that Bengals offense is unstoppable. So I play that over. As far as the Chargers, I still don't trust this team. And I think they're in a, a spot where they could lose tonight. You know, so this is a team who has bad coaching. And they're a team who, since they lost Mike Williams, that offense has really not been as as yeah. Hasn't played as well. So I would probably hold off on one of these bets right now. Um, give it a couple of weeks before I could really make a decision.
1: Fair enough. I'm doubling back down on the Jets. I'm right there with you, House. And I know Zach Wilson's the quarterback. But that defense travels. They know how to win close games. And then you look at the Chargers. The schedule's brutal for them. They got Baltimore. They have Buffalo, a game I don't think they're going to win. They have Kansas City. Like They have games on their schedule. Detroit next week, which will not be an easy game. And I don't trust them. So I'm out on the Chargers. And there's no path for them to even get in play to win their division because Kansas City is going to win it going away. The Texans, they're a nice story. D'Amico Ryan, C.J. Stroud are fun. They're going to win eight games. They're not making the playoffs. The Jets at least have two games with Miami where if you say, wow, you win one, maybe you win two, that's a pathway to the division. If you split, there's still pathways to go and get a wild card. So I just think they have more doors and avenues to try to get there. And I know that's going to sound contradictory to what I'm about to do for a Monday night play, but I'm just telling you, I think they have the best path out of the three to go and get to the postseason. So from that standpoint, that number, I I would take the Jets or whatever it is, at 225. Now, we got to the Monday night game tonight. And, how's Raheem, you guys know where I stand on this. I gave it out early last week at minus three. The line moved to minus three and a half. I locked it in at three and a half for our wisest wager. I'm on the Chargers tonight because here's why I like the Chargers. I know they're getting the 20 plus points. I have seen nothing out of the jet offense that would lead me to believe they can keep up even in the low 20s. They're winning games with defense. It's ugly. It's, it's gross. And I know the Chargers defense is not any great shakes house. I, I get that. I just think the Chargers get to 20 plus points. The Jets have been playing with fire these last few weeks offensively. They stink on third down. They stink in a red zone. Ugly game. think the line's telling with the Chargers laying three and a half. That's my play for Monday Night Football.
4: JJ, help me understand how you think the Chargers get to 20. Because I don't share your conviction on this. I think that Jets defense, especially at home, and especially against your upper-tier quarterbacks, continue especially in these primetime moments to try and come out and, and prove a point I mean coach Sala what do he say we embarrassed all those quarterbacks you know that they, they faced all those top tier quarterbacks I don't like the receiver room for the chargers right now and I definitely don't like what I've seen out of Austin Eckler thus far so I don't share the the view that, that that the chargers are locked to get to 20. that is absolutely the right backbone. For your wager, because you, you have to do you know uh, all kinds of MacGyver stuff to get the Jets to anywhere near 20. But I, I, I want to hear how, how the Chargers get to 20.
1: Keenan Allen and Austin Echo having a breakout game. I, I think that's the way you attack the Jet defense. You've been able to run on the Jet defense. I think they will actually have success running the football in this game. I do. And Raheem, explain to me how this line is three and a hook.
3: Explain that to me. Well, I actually have this line a pick'em. <laughs> That's what my numbers spit out. So so you have it at a pick'em, then how is it three and a hook in Vegas? I think it's perception. I mean, obviously you have a top tier quarterback in Justin Herbert, and you have a team like the Jets who has Zach Wilson. So I think if you book this at a pick'em, you're gonna have all types of Chargers bets. And if you book this at plus three, you you get equal action on both sides.
1: Okay. So it seems like you guys are aligned and you're taking the Jets plus the three and a half. That's what you're telling me, Raheem.
3: Yeah, I like the Jets plus the three and a half. And when you look at what the Jets have done all year long, they play Josh Allen, they play Patrick Mahomes, they play Jalen Hurts. Kansas City Chiefs only put up 23 points. The Buffalo Bills only put up 16. The Philadelphia Eagles, who it just feels like they can't be stopped, only put up 20 points in that game. So you're looking at a Chargers team who, like, they're on the road. They haven't been the same offensively since the, the loss of Mike Williams. You look at they put up they put up 17 against the Cowboys. They put up 17 against the Chiefs. They're playing another top-tier defense. How do you expect them to break 20 points? So I think this is a game where the Jets actually have a chance of winning this game outright. I actually think the Jets can put up twenty points because you're looking at a Chargers defense, which is 29th in EPA per play, twenty eighth in success rate, thirtieth in dropback EPA per play, thirty first in dropback success rate. I, I, I just I don't I just don't see what de- I mean. The run defense is a little bit better, but I, I think the Jets can win this game. Yeah, uh, to Dream's point, I have a
4: number of of plays that all are on the side of the Jets. I have the Jets money line. I have a same game parlay of the jets plus three and a half, as well as Brees hall receptions over two and a half and Brees hall receiving yards over it's in the low twenties. I think Uh 22 and a half uh, one of the, the sub metrics of what dream just rolled out there. The chargers are one of the worst defenses in the NFL uh, against running back receptions and running back yards. Um, and I also have Justin Herbert at plus money, plus 104 on the FanDuel Sportsbook to throw uh, an interception. It's, you know, it, it's it's at a half. So if you take the over on throwing uh, one interception, plus money, plus 104 on FanDuel right now, I'm on all those plays, JJ. <laughs> I'm sorry. You know, I, we like to have a family front here on the East Coast bias, but I'm on the Jets every which way. I also like the under.
1: Well, I was going to ask you guys about the total. So, we obviously are not in unison for this Charger-Jack game, and that's fine. That's the way it works. We'll see uh, who ends up victorious in about, I don't know, 10 or 11 hours. Total, you like the under house. It's gone from 43 to 40. Raheem, is it still
3: worth the fire taking the under at this game at 40? I mean, the way these prime time unders have gone, I mean, y- you might as well take every one at this point in time. Um, yeah. Y- I want to say, I want to say no, but I just, I can't, um, I just had 39 and a half. So at 40, it, it seems like there's still some value 40 and a half. So, um, yeah, why not? All right, boys. So a divided East coast bias for jets chargers on
1: Monday night. Um, look ahead lines for week 10. You mentioned one from a T standpoint, Raheem. What else are we looking at? By the way, the Cowboys favored by 16 against the Tommy DeVito, New York Giants. Danny Dimes probably played his last game as a member of the New York Giants. They're going to draft a quarterback next year. Uh, But Raheem, what stood out from a look ahead perspective?
3: Okay. So I said the Texas Bengals over 46. Um, I'm going to go with the Indianapolis Colts minus one, one and a half. I just think the Bill Belichick mystique that is gone. Like this team stinks. Like, who are they to like like I, I don't even understand why this line isn't three. I, I know the Coast defense is pretty bad, but this Patriots team is 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 dreadful. Um I also want to fade the Packers, so I would go with the Steelers. Um, you know, it's three and a half now. I would probably would buy it to a three, just because I, I don't think this Packers team is good at all. So um those are the three that I like right now.
4: Yes. Yeah, sh- shocker. I also have already bought the three in that I didn't uh, wake up early enough to get that Steelers Packers game at the two and a half that I think it was at over overnight. But I absolutely adore having the Steelers lay in the three against the Packers. The Packers stink. Jordan Love stinks. That's another team that's going to be looking for a quarterback in this offseason. The other three games that I fired on, of course, you know, I can't uh help myself with a Monday morning teaser. You guys know how I do. The Seahawks have Washington traveling across the country.
1: that's for Seattle. Oh I my mean, god. It, love you just
4: it. tease it from the 6 down to a pickem. That's spectacular. I love the Ravens laying uh, uh, the 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 6 um that I see in 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 one book. I'm just teasing them down to a pickem and and I think that's a knockdown drag out fight. I just prefer the Ravens quarterback to the Browns quarterback. So let me have a little taste of that. And then I'm obviously teasing the Bengals down and looking for ways to to combine the Bengals. There is a radical difference between Houston at home and Houston on the road. CJ Stroud's numbers at home versus on the road. He's still a rookie quarterback. And I really, really believe in, 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 in Big Lou, especially in the second half. Play the second half under in that game. Whatever the number is right now, you're hearing it Monday. Live bet the under in the Houston-Cincinnati game at halftime, whenever that is, on, on, on Sunday. Those are my plays so far.
1: Boys, easy two-team tees. Seattle's one leg. Buffalo's another leg. you tell telling me Buffalo's going to lose at home to the Denver Broncos? I, I know Denver played better. I know they beat Kansas City. That's not happening. I'm on that tease right now. And I got my rat line of the week. I'm telling you right now, you know what the rat right line is, guys? What is it? Pittsburgh only laying three and a half against that crummy Packer team? That line stinks to the high heavens, Raheem. I mean, how could they be laying more? I understand they're terrible on offense, but like, I can't, how do you bet the Steelers in that spot with that line? That line should still be more. I'm not betting the Steelers
3: there. No way. That stinks. At home, I got to do it. At three? I know. Like if Like, if this was the Steelers on the road, I'd be scared. But I just, I think this Packers team is dreadful. Like, even if you look at that first half, the only reason why they scored any points in that first half was because Brent Rippon fumbled at the 50. Otherwise, the Rams would have been up 3-0 at halftime. <laughs> that was a disgusting, grotesque football game between the Rams and the
1: Green Bay Packers. No getting around that. All right, boys. Uh, best of luck to you on your Monday night plays. I hope the parlays hit, not the, uh, not the jet side though house. I can't be rooting for that. Uh, Raheem, I know you got a big show coming up on Tuesday. We look forward to that. We'll be back on Thursday morning. Getting you ready for a riveting Thursday night game. You guys ready for this one? Panthers and bears at Soldier Field. So, oh boy, but the rest of the card should be pretty good on Sunday. So, for House, Raheem, JJ signing off. Good job. Actually, the work-out I, I, before
3: we sign off, I actually think the Bears are uh, in, our, in a good spot there. Um, oh wow! Look at you having a ready already for that. That the, the, like, the Panthers. The Panthers are awful. Like they they're are bad. Le- le- like like legitimate. And honestly, they should fire the entire coaching staff for not <laughs> picking CJ Stroud there. Like this team is dreadful. Like Bryce Young just looks in over his head. They have no weapons. Um, the defense is solid, but. At this point, Tyson Badgett is a better quarterback than than Bryce Young, and they have the better offense. So I would lean to the Bears there.
4: Well, the, and the price already is a, as at the Bears favored by three, which must mean that they think Justin Fields is going to play. Yes, uh, on, on on Thursday night, right?
1: I would think so. By the way, yeah. House at least Al Michaels says Gibson Steakhouse he can attend while he's in <laughs> Chicago. I mean, aside from that. I mean, I... Nothing else. I, I'd rather basically hear him go down memory lane, tell stories about the 80 Olympic team and all his, uh, his broadcasting tales than hearing commentary on the Panthers and the Bears. So we'll think of our buddy Al in uh, Herb Street on Thursday night. All right, boys. See you on Thursday. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas. Under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. Gambling problem. Call 100 Gambler or visit FanDuel.com slash RG. Colorado, Iowa, Kentucky, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, and Virginia. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 53342 in Arizona. 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut. one 800 within 1-800-522-4700 or... Visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelplinema.org or call 1-800-327-5050 for 24-7 support in Massachusetts or call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York.